In a League of Their Own podcast is brought to you by Smooth My Balls. Are you sick of snagging your nuts or cutting yourself with a generic Bic razor or generic clipper? Well, now you don't have to worry. Smooth My Balls offers a five-star below-the-belt care for men, starting with the Turf Chopper 3.0, the next-level razor that provides a very smooth and clean finish with no cuts on your sack. And coming in for the closer, you got the Pube Muncher 1.0, a compact mini vac that cleans up the job with no hair left behind. Head over to smoothmyballs.com today and use code league at checkout for 15% off your top of the line men's grooming kit. Again, that's league L E A G U E for 15% off smooth. My balls shave like a pro. Rep Sports. Rep Sports is a leading supplements and nutrition company that provides everything from pre-workout and protein to recovery supplements. If you're looking for a healthy pick-me-up, Rep also offers Raise Energy, a zero-sugar drink that helps with workout, with workout and recovery uh, mental focus as well. Head over to repsports.com today and use code LEAGUE for 15% off your order. That's L-E-A-G-U-E for 15% off. Golf kicks. Tired of wearing the same old pair of boring golf shoes? Not the most comfortable? Now you don't have to worry. Customize all types of shoes from Crocs to flip-flops, sneakers to boat shoes, and wear them in style while you rip it up on the course. Head over to golfkicks.com and use code OWN20 at checkout to get a 20% discount on your order. That's O-W-N-20. Screw your shoes. Dreamer loot. Want to rep the best up-and-coming sports podcast? Of course you do. Head over to streamerloot.co today and check out our first line of, of merch. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, and stickers. Again, that is streamerloot.co to check out our merch. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today we have another very special guest for you. He's from Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, currently residing in Los Angeles, California. He's known for his appearances on Comedy Central and the Improv in Hollywood. He attended the Professional Golfers Career College and is also known for his podcast called Country Club Adjacent. Introducing Jake Adams. There goes that man's jacha. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. All right, Jake Adams, thanks again, man, for coming on. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, you know, I mean, any type of uh, podcast I can do literally from my bed, uh, you know, I will definitely say yes to. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, kind of getting things started, I just, I guess, just kind of starting really from day one. Um, what was it like growing up in Martha's Vineyard um, and just kind of your early childhood there? Yeah, I mean, up top, I will say uh, congrats on all your preparation skills. Uh, I've never done a podcast before where I've been pre-sent questions um so it's either you're a very organized person or um need to find out better hobby it's probably a little uh, bit of both <laughs> um dude the martha's vineyard was great though man i uh i it was great i mean i was there until like um like fourth grade and then i moved to cape cod and end up just like you know going to public school there on the cape 
Um, but uh, yeah, really highlight of my educational career, like top of the class until third grade. Um, and then I uh, started playing hockey and then it was all downhill. Oh, no way. Yeah. You started playing hockey. Um, how long had, did you play hockey? Uh, I mean, I played my whole life. I still play. Uh, I've been a goalie and uh, I still actually I got kicked out of my league, my street hockey league uh, here in Los Angeles. Because, uh, I mean, you just got too much time back there uh, to just think of, like, stuff to say to the opposing team. So I would just chirp so heavy. And every team just, like, wanted to uh, – like, I, I've, I've dropped the gloves a couple times uh, just because people have, like, charged me and stuff. So the league was finally like, dude, I mean, you've gotten in fights. Like, it, it's definitely on you at this point. Um, so I, did, I had to take a year off, but uh, back in it now, uh, you know probation is, is done and uh yeah i'm excited to, to lace them up again this year that's awesome um us on the podcast colin he grew up like doing track and football and stuff and i'm the hockey player of the podcast I, I grew up playing hockey and did all that too so it's nice to know we have a fellow hockey player coming on here and you seem like one of those goalies that's definitely got definitely got the beak to to chirp chirp hard and definitely stand it up there oh, and shock yeah. those <laughs> I mean, dude, if I would ever take my helmet off, it was it was all over for me. You know, there's no coming back from uh, from all like the uh, the uh, like whatever kind of references they would make involving a bird. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. It's so it's like such a great way to just get out some energy, uh, especially you know in, in Los Angeles where everybody's like so uh, uptight and just trying to like network or whatever. There's no networking on the ice, baby. You know, you're just. Uh, just trying to, uh, you know, score some goals and uh, from and my my position, just uh, not let them in. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I love playing that. It's like the most fun. That's awesome. So is this like a, is it like a pickup league that you play outside or is it like a full? Yeah, on? yeah, just like a, like, um, yeah, like a, a, like, you know, adult league, whatever, uh, you know, beer league type of deal. But, uh, you know, it gets super competitive. There's refs, uh, full gear. So, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's definitely a highlight of the week for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So kind of, I guess, circling back to your childhood here, you're um, started hockey when you were young, being on the East Coast, and now living in LA. What was it like, that transition, going East Coast to West Coast? And I guess, at what age did you actually move out to LA? Dude, so I moved to California right out of high school. I went to a, a pretty dumb uh, golf college. Uh, it was called the Professional Golfers Career College um truly don't suggest it um none of the credits transfer it means nothing it's kind of like a fake college I, I saw it on an infomercial in high school um it's real and I was like oh I definitely need to do this with my life um but you know I mean like I can basically work at any golf course uh because if you put on the resume you went to the professional golfers career college uh you know people who work there are like I guess so, man. Sure. You can caddy here if you want. Like it sounds fake, but you put in effort to write it down. So go for it. <laughs> sounds like a little bit of like a South Harmon Institute of Technology scenario over there. Is that, is that what it was like? I mean, dude, that place sounds like an Ivy League school compared to uh, <laughs> PGCC. What was it like? Did you go to class? Did you have driving range times every day? You get to go play around? Yeah, I do. I mean, it was tight. I mean, again, not a real college, but um, I like you go to school from eight to 12 in the morning, you have to wear golf clothes to school. 
And then you get to pick out one out of every like 14 courses that you can play that's included in your tuition, uh, which tuition just really goes to this guy, Doc Somerville's pocket. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, you know, play a lot of golf, um, just 99% dudes at this college. So, uh, you know, parties were not that fun and it was in a weird town. So like you couldn't really go out, go out anywhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to just spend two years of your life just playing golf and um, giving some dude named Doc your money, uh, definitely is the college for you. <laughs> awesome. So what age did you actually get into golf? When did you get like your first set? And obviously at the point of high school, it sounds like you had your mind made up to go to this fake ass golf college. So at what point did you kind of, did golf kind of stick with, with you? So I started when I was 10 years old and was one of those kids who just got dropped off in the morning at 7 a.m. would be at the golf course. It was, it was the best deal ever. It was like 200 bucks for two courses. Uh, and that's for the year. So it was basically nothing um, to join the two public courses. And uh, me and my, uh, my posse of other 10 year olds just ran shop, uh, you know, just like would just post up there all day, eat at the snack bar and just like bug every every one of the employees the head pro like hated us but uh yeah i mean we got we got good uh very quickly so they couldn't say anything because we were just like beat all these old dudes um and then you know like uh making some birdies uh really really talks you know that's why uh you know patrick reed somehow still has fans because this man just wins um personally not into it but uh yeah i mean even that guy you know that guy can get away with uh you know just still having a successful career um then you know i found a way to just fit in at this golf course absolutely so do you have any aspirations or have you tried to like go pro golfing has that ever been a dream of yours or are you just more of like uh the casual golf with your friends type of guy i mean man that's it's like such a different level you know like there was times in high school where I'm like, okay, I can grind this out. Um, but you know, I just, uh, I'm nowhere to close right now. I'm like a two handicap, but even then it's just like light years away. Like I shot in the eighties today. Um, so, you know, you can't do that and play professionally. Um, so, so yeah, man, it's just, you know, I've played in a, like, you know, competitively and in tournaments, but I have so much respect for the guys that, that do it professionally because it's, it's truly such a different level. Yeah, so kind of sticking with, with golf um, and just the sports genre in general, did you do any other sports in high school or was golf just kind of your go-to thing? Yep, uh, golf, baseball, and, and hockey were the, uh, the three sports. Um, so, so in baseball as a catcher and then goalie in, uh, uh, in hockey. So, uh, yeah, just liked objects just flying at me very quickly <laughs> is really what I was into. So would people say, would you fit the prototypical goalie? Like you're the oddball on the team. Like would every would everybody on the team be like, oh, this guy's the goofball? Um, yeah, I mean for sure, probably. You know, like I didn't quite fit in with like the stereotypical jock. Um, I was always like a bit more of a weirdo, but so you know, just like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it was always making always making jokes. Uh, so like the cool kids would hang out with me type of deal uh through some parties at the house um just to get you know like some dude named sean to like give me daps in the hallway 
um but uh but yeah man it was it was it was super fun in high school but I, I looking back i wish that i like did way more theater stuff and got into that more because you know that would have been way more beneficial now but instead i just like skip school to go format text in my buddy's basement yeah so then growing back, let's talking about the, the whole theater and art type of stuff. Growing up with your mom being a comedian and then your dad being a, a film director, what was that like growing up with your parents already in that industry and then now you finding yourself doing comedy? Uh, I mean, again, congrats on all your preparation uh, for this podcast. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it was cool, man. I mean, they were like super supportive. Uh, my mom did stand up when I was, when she was living in New York for like seven years. And so it was weird. Like I never wanted to get into it at all because it was what like my parents did, you know, and like I wanted to do the opposite. And I remember when I was like, like eight or nine years old going to this like uh, kind of gross bar um, in a basement of some place in New York and watching my mom do stand up. And uh, at that age, like you don't really know what's real and what's fake, right? And like, you never, you don't have the idea of like your parents just making up something. But I remember my mom did this joke about how she gave birth twice, uh, doggy style. And then uh, there was like an act out of her, there was like a piano involved. Um, and then, so I just, I remember going to school like the next day and I'm like, yo guys, like I, I figured out how I was born. Um, it, it was doggy style. Uh, <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. You you know you make a lot of mistakes as a kid, um, but uh, but yeah, that like you know my mom did stand up for a while and uh, then stopped to like raise her kids, um, which you know I don't know what she was trying to avoid because I ended up doing this anyway. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So like obviously being in comedy now. Um you're at the Hollywood improv. How, how do you get in into something like that? Do you, did you eventually start out at like dive bars and open mics and all that kind of stuff? Or did you just hit, hit the right connection and boom, you're at the improv. Uh, I mean, no, dude, I've done so many bad open mics, like from age 20 to 26, basically every single night of my life, I was doing like two to four open mics a night. Um, you know, just seeing like no return, and just grinding it out, just learning the craft of like being funny and, and doing stand up. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, like in any industry, it takes knowing one person. So um, this guy, Jamie Flam used to be the uh, uh, artistic, uh, artistic director at the, at the improv. And I um, helped him run a bowling league um, just because I knew that it helped me like get in with this guy and, you know, it was a fun thing to do. Um, and then from there, you know, I just asked him, um, if I could do a show there and, uh, he was like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like it's a lot of work to put on a comedy show, but it was successful. So I ended up doing it monthly for, uh, the next like four years. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was great experience. Uh, you know, now that it's, it just opened back up like last week, I think I'll, I'll plan another show here for the, uh, for the, you know, near future. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Hollywood Improv is a great home to uh, be able to like grow as, as a standup, you know, because like some of the biggest names in the world as far as comedy goes have dropped in on, on my show just because it's the improv, you know, and they'll be like just around and wanting to do a show that night. Um, so 
it's been dope, man. I mean, like Adam Sandler's done my show twice. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has dropped in on it. You know, like Nick Kroll, like John Mulaney, like uh, like a lot of like you know the bigger people. Uh, and nothing to do with me at all. They just like happened to be at that place, you know. So they, they came in and 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 done it, which has been awesome. Yeah, that that's really neat. And like as far as you said, the one connection is all you need to really get the your foot in the door to really blast it open with your comedy. Are you just doing the Hollywood improv in California or do you like travel the country? Do you do more like comedy clubs in Los Angeles? Cause I believe that there's a few, aren't there? Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I'll, you know, that's just once a month where I'm doing the improv, you know, any other shows that they'll have me on there I'll, I'll do, but yeah, I mean, I'm just now getting to the point. It's crazy. I feel like nine years of stand up, but I can headline um, some comedy clubs. So uh, hopefully this year I'll, be able to book a bunch of dates uh you know I'd love to come to a comedy on state in madison um but uh but yeah i like i'm really excited for the next couple of years where i kind of get to break into doing weekends at, at comedy clubs and everything and um honestly all these like uh like growing my following through golf i never thought that would be the ticket but uh it has uh you know give me a platform to be able to you know uh fill some comedy clubs for sure you said potentially being in Madison. So if you do find yourself in Madison, we'll definitely have to come down and see you. I know I've only, I've, I've never been to the comedy club in Madison. I've only ever been to uh, Riverside and Paps in Milwaukee. Um, see like Delia. We're actually going to see Rogan next year as well too. So oh, always been, always been huge into comedy, even at a young age, just watching like as 10 year old getting yelled at by my parents, watching like Ron White, just with how like vulgar and just, out of hand he is and stuff like that. I just, I fell in love with comedy at a young age and I've definitely been uh, following your kind of story over the last really five years as well too, so. Oh, right on, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, yeah, Ron White was like, and all the blue collar comedy guys. Um, I remember when I was like, you know, 11 years old, I, I would write uh, like, you might be a redneck if jokes, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, as like an intro into into what com like comedy really was. But uh, yeah, those those, those guys are, are so funny. So then you say, speaking about your like comedy career, are you you finally made it to that point, like you said, where you're finally having opportunities to headline or do weekend shows, that type of thing. Has this been your like main goal? Is like this what what all the hard work and all the grinding through twenty to twenty six, doing multiple shows a night, is this kind of the first step to like I've made it type of deal? I mean, you know, I, I like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's about the journey, you know, um, like in just experiencing, like in enjoying those, those things that you get to do. But um, I mean, yeah, my goals are like, obviously to be able to travel the country and, and do stand up, And I mean, eventually want to work towards theaters, you know, and get to that level. But that comes through, you know, like having your own TV show and, um, you know, like a bunch of like grinding out a bunch of different like uh, appearances like that um so yeah i mean that's kind of the next step for sure you know like working with somebody like the golf channel um to kind of get my own uh tv show that's based in both golf and comedy um and then and then through that just be able to build that out and build out the people that are into um the nonsense that i'm putting out there and that will see me want to come out and see me do stand up as well awesome kind of sticking with you said you kind of want to bridge that gap between golf and comedy and 
Um, mm-hmm. Just following following your trend that you recently just got back to LA with traveling around the uh, the whole country, thirty or fifty states in thirty days, hitting a golf ball in every state. Tell us about that journey. How did that the inspiration come up to do that? And like, I guess, what was kind of the early preparation to what made you decide to do that? Yes. Yeah, so uh, last year during quarantine, I did another thirty day challenge where um, I just it was like in April on. Cape Cod so it's freezing cold and I just hit a golf ball into my lake uh, that's right near my house every day for 30 days and then jumped in the water with with all my clothes on um it was really dumb and so cold but uh it was just like a fun thing to do and it like consistently just put out some content every day so in the back of my head I was always thinking like how can I level this up and I was I was really about to just go back to the Cape for a month and do the same exact thing so I think I thought it would just be just as dumb to like, just why is this kid like continuing to do this every year? It's not that fun of a thing. Um, I, I like like the absurdity of, of stuff like that. But um, so then one day I was just driving to Colorado because my sister lives there and I just pulled over on the side of the road and just hit a golf ball because it just looks so beautiful, like the backdrop. And that, that's where it kind of all came together where I was just like, man, as soon as I hit that shot, I was like, I I would love to do this in every state in America. Um, and then I was like, think of the timeline, how long it would take. And I'm like, well, I already do this 30 day challenge. So let's just see if we can send it, you know, um, <laughs> just like uh, poor life choice, you know, like it was just so much driving, but every location, every state was so worth it that it kind of gave me that push to, to keep going. So along the journey, what were some of your more favorite places to stop and tee one up? And what were some of the least favorite places that you have visited? Dude, so I have a couple favorites. I mean, they're all like so surprising. Like Virginia was like so, uh, so much more beautiful than I thought it was. Uh, and I had no idea. But uh, honestly, Madison, Wisconsin was great because um, um, uh, I'm just the name of the theater is escaping me. But um, oh, shoot, what is it? It's in Madison. Uh, but yeah, this guy reached out to me. And he was like, hey, if, if you want to come through Madison, we can put your name on the marquee. And uh, um, and I was like, oh, man, that sounds so cool. I can like hit a shot from on top of the marquee. Um, so so that was awesome. But uh, my, one of my favorites is probably Idaho, because my buddy who lives out there does like the color commentation for the uh, minor league hockey team there. So we got the whole entire rink to ourselves. And I just got to fire golf balls at him on skates uh while he dressed up as a goalie uh, so that, that was super fun we, we played around a lot and just like went up to the bleachers and like the balcony and just hit some golf balls into the ice like some rubber golf balls right um but uh, but yeah it was so fun just to mess around um and uh obviously hawaii was was, was amazing you know to, to cap off the trip played some amazing courses there um but as far as some low lights uh I mean, Scranton, Pennsylvania was just uh, like, it was fine. Um, you know, I, I was like, I thought maybe there'd be like a monument for the office, but it was like inside a mall that didn't open until 11 a.m. So I ended up just doing it like just somewhere outside in Scranton. Um, Mississippi, there wasn't a lot going on there. Um, you know, I mean, didn't quite vibe with Mississippi for sure. Uh, got in trouble actually with like some local Mississippi people because I, uh, kind of made fun of it a little bit on the news. Um, 
but uh but yeah i mean but for the most part every state was just like the parts that i went to were so beautiful uh you know because i picked out like you know some really amazing landmarks and and beautiful views in each state so and even like in in wisconsin i i hit a ball from the other side of the lake like looking into the city of madison and that was so cool as well yeah That's awesome. Um, so you did the whole thing in 30 days. Was it just you by yourself and a video camera? Yeah. Yeah. Myself and an iPhone um, and a Subaru was uh, my only companions. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I for this one, uh, you know, I, I didn't have that big of a budget. Like I had one sponsor for the entire trip. Um, I still had to come out of pocket a, a little bit, but uh, you know, I, I didn't want to bring somebody with me and then have them have to give up like a month of work and me not to really able to pay them that much. So, uh, so yeah, I just decided that for the first one, um, just to be able to just get through it myself and see what's possible throughout this like idea. Um, but yeah, the next, next time I do something like this, we'll, uh, step it up a little bit and have more of a crew, uh, on board, you know. For sure. And you, you had mentioned kind of maybe doing something with the Gulf Channel. I guess is that kind of yeah. your is this kind of your step one, like your 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 pilot to kind of stepping into something like that? Or I guess what are kind of your aspirations for kind of making a show out of it? Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, so um yeah, it's like now I can have this as a to show people like, hey, I did all this by myself. Like, you know, it had over like 15 million views between TikTok and Instagram. Uh, on all the videos and that's like just me and an iphone and a subaru you know um so so the next one i want to do is um every country in europe um in 30 days but i want like each country to be more of like a mini documentary right so you kind of like show some beautiful parts and it's not just like one take where i'm like hey day 14 of hitting a golf ball and you go and hit it um it, you know it can show like if you're in france like you know show some of the like uh, local bakeries um, and some of the like the beautiful landmarks and and then you find a place to hit a golf ball so but yeah I mean you know uh, the golf channel's already kind of talked to me a bit about um, being involved with this one so yeah it'd be it'd be amazing to to make happen uh, especially on that level you know for sure yeah, yeah that'd be kind of like a day in the life of you basically touring around Europe essentially uh I mean, I guess so. Yeah. But like, you know, we want to do it in a way that, you know, just like uh, highlights the each country, but also get like a, a cool charity involved for each one, you know, like, like it'd be so, so amazing to find like somebody local in each country that like their kid like loves golf, you know, and they, they brought them up playing the game and, but they just like can't afford college or something like that. And like start like a GoFundMe for each country um, to try to help out some, some people like that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be great to, have somebody on board who can reach out to people like that you know for sure and then speaking of like charities and stuff like that are you currently involved in any charities um i mean dude so that's the thing that like kind of bugged me about this trip is that like it was just to like raise you know awareness for my own career and i wasn't like really giving back at all um you know uh so that's why like moving forward now that i've kind of built this platform i want to do things you know more kind of like altruistically altruistically in that way and and you know find a good cause cause behind it yeah 
Yeah, you know, like watching your series with that and even other like TikTok and just in general content creators that are diving into the industry of golf. It's fun to watch a lot of these people take a different spin on it because golf for really a long time has had that stigma of you got to put thousands of dollars into it. You got to stand up straight. You got to be like prim and proper. So it's nice to see kind of people say, okay, yes, if you want to go to that spectrum, you can. But then people like yourself and other content creators are like, this can be fun. You can have, uh, again, a blast with it, or in your case, bring comedy into it. So it's just Mm -hmm. awesome to see people kind of shining a light on golf and saying, hey, it's not this scary industry. You can dive into it at any age, at any budget and have a blast with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, like, I mean, I think this past couple of years have been great for, for golf um, through uh, the pandemic. Like so many people have picked up the game because it was like their only option. But, you know, I mean, they have no, like they are not used to like the traditional values. So, I mean, that's getting pushed further and further from what the game is. Um, so, you know, if I can play any part in that, um, that, that would be, that'd be awesome. Do you guys, do you guys play at all? Oh yeah. I, I went been five times in the last week oh hell yeah nice man love it yeah i love love the game ever since i put the put the hockey equipment down yeah. golf has been my new passion yeah yeah it's the best man i mean you know it's like good exercise uh sometimes and uh you know just in, enjoy nature and be out with your buddies and uh yeah i mean there's, there's nothing better really played today it was awesome so sticking with golf who is your favorite golfer and then follow question of that if it uh i'm sure you golfed on a lot better courses than obviously we have being in wisconsin if there's a course you've been on what's your favorite course if not what's your dream course to golf on man uh working backwards um so in the past like two years i've been really fortunate to play some some cool places um uh bay hill was was really awesome uh where they have the Arnold palmer um, i've been there to watch that event actually that course is oh yeah yeah amazing yeah that course is awesome. so if you go to my instagram account there's a match that i filmed from that course uh with this like guy named coach rusty he's like a trick shot guy um but yeah that's uh if you scroll down some it's in there somewhere and uh i just played band and dunes like uh two weeks ago uh that place is pretty great um but in in hawaii i played this place called a royal hawaiian golf course and it's literally like you're in jurassic park um like every shot is like into the mountains and there's vines hanging down uh it was was one of one of the coolest uh places um and when i was a little kid i went to st andrews but uh it was like the same week i got my report card and it was like d's and c's uh so um yeah my dad was like there's no chance i'm paying for you to play the old course uh so i ended up playing like like a 50 dollar course that was like one of the other st andrews courses but uh yeah so i've been to st andrews but i haven't played the played the old course yeah then favorite golfer oh yeah yeah sorry um i mean i like guys that are just not traditional to the game you know like somebody like victor hovland who like listens to like metal music to like warm up um i mean i'm not like a metal guy but like i just like that it messes with in traditional values um uh one guy that we've had on our podcast uh um is uh this dude matt every 
who has literally has not made a cut in like 15 starts and he's known for just like throwing clubs uh, <laughs> that, that guy's great to watch um he's won twice on tour but just like i think he's going through a divorce right now uh times are tough time yeah cannot put it together for two rounds of golf um so he's had a lot of weekends off but i, I still like watching him anytime that he's that he's you know they show any coverage of him that's awesome <laughs> yeah I can just imagine some I'm, one of my friends is like that too. He'll golf's great and then he hits one bad shot and just sends his club million feet up in the air, just slams his putter right into the ground and sticks it in. And it's just like yeah. golf needs this guy. Golf needs a happy Gilmore. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think that they should allow pro golfers to carry 15 clubs so you can just break one of them um, throughout the day. Uh you know, like they find golfers every single time that you, you know, you toss a club or break one. So that's why they don't do it as much, but there, I'm sure there'd be so many guys out there. I mean, it's more entertaining to watch, right? Like it's silly that you can't break a club. Like they're not hurting anybody. They're not throwing it at the audience, you know, at the gallery, but um, yeah, they would be great to, to, you know, have an aspect of the game that like people get to show their emotions. Like there's other sports where you literally get to beat each other up. Um, but in golf, you can't break your own equipment. Um, you know, like baseball players are breaking their bats all the time. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like it would be a great aspect of the game too. You know, it's already getting so rowdy. Um, so why not, you know, let's, let's step it up. Yeah. That's one thing I don't Have you been to uh, PGA events before as a spectator? Yeah. Um, been quite a bit. Um, I used to do this thing where I would just like interview people in the gallery at some of these events. Um, so, so I've been to a couple for that and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's been my focus every time I go is to uh, you know, bring, bring a microphone and just ask, but it's also like, you know, I'm kind of messing with the 1% um, because like, you know, it's like all like the, like the rich, like snooty people that, go and watch a tournament and like get in the VIP place or whatever. And that's who I'm kind of trying to target because you have a lot more leeway to make fun of people or get away with, you know, a bit more edgy content or edgy, uh, you know, uh, comedic, like some jokes or whatever, when, you know, you're kind of punching up. Um, so, so yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun and, you know, just to kind of push some boundaries um, in the game of golf it is kind of always kind of been my focus. Yeah. So you you living in LA right now? I've I've only ever personally been there once, and just it was just on a, a road trip. You're there for like a day. Um, LA, one of the I guess the best cities to live in for like sports wise. Uh, talking you're talking about golf. You had a little bit of a hockey background. You have a, def- a couple different teams to choose from. What's your team? Your go to team is it the LA Kings? Since you are in LA, or are you a, a Sharks fan? I mean, dude, I'm uh, like I said from the East Coast. So I can't really give up any of my Boston roots. Um, I was about so, to say, I bet you were yeah. a Bruins fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge Bruins fan. Uh, Red Sox, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough childhood. You know, just uh, constantly winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, out here, dude. Honestly, the hockey scene out here is kind of trash. Like everybody's bandwagon for the Kings. Like nobody's actually a Kings fan. Um, people are now, you know, I mean, everybody's always been a Lakers fan. But especially now with LeBron, uh, those games are insane. Like tickets are so expensive. Um, but it's still just like a like like a popularity 
thing where you go and you like put it on Instagram that you like saw LeBron or whatever. Um, so it's just like why tickets are so expensive. Um, I haven't gone to any Rams games out here. Um, or yeah, like, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the Kings are the most, any, I think hockey is like the, the most fun sport to go and see live. Uh, cause it's just like, it's so fast paced and, you know, there's contact and occasional fights. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, going, going to the Kings game and the Lakers game are, are pretty amazing whenever you get a chance to go. Actually, yeah, I've, I've actually got to go to a Kings game when I was out in Los Angeles and it was amazing being in the Staples Center, like from what they show on TV, it makes it seem like it's so huge, like such a huge building when you're actually in there. It's pretty small. I mean, and everywhere that you're sitting, you can see you have a perfect view of what's going on. So I feel like it's it's a beautifully built arena for all sports. Yeah, there's really not, not a bad seat in there. Like, you know, even if it's crazy, like it's like still close. It's like a hundred bucks to sit like the furthest place away. But even then, you know, way up top in the Raptors, you still have a pretty good view. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, definitely worth it for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have any other questions. I don't know, Austin, if you had any anything left for Jake before we let him go here. Um. Oh, we saw your IMDb shows that you were um, a sound guy for a few different things. Are you still involved in doing stuff like that behind the scenes for for productions, um, or are you kind honestly, of more could comedy be another- now? It could be a, a different Jake Adams. I oh, think there's like one that was like on Napoleon Dynamite, and then some people think that maybe I was on that. But uh, oh, no. I don't know. So I don't know. I've never really worked in sound before. Oh, that's so uh, weird. I've done some stuff like, you know, like I've been in like a movie before, but uh, but yeah, uh, I don't think I, yeah, I've never worked in sound. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious that IMDb yeah. fucked that up and that bad because it says totally. from Martha's Vineyard grew up in Martha's Vineyard, all that type of stuff, lives in LA. And it said I was I was working sound for something. Here, let me let me pull it up. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we definitely saw that because we, we saw Jake Adams it's like, oh shit, he was in Napoleon Dynamite for what? And we're like, oh no, that's a different guy. And then because I think there's like three or four different Jake Adams with an IMDB. So we had to kind of fish through and find the right one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do have one. Um but uh yeah I don't think I've I've done any sound department stuff. Yeah, stand-up um, comedian and actor born in Boston and grew up in Martha's Vineyard, Cape Cod, graduated professional golfer's career college, living in Los Angeles, and then how you do a stand-up show monthly at the Hollywood Improv. And then it says you're known for this being a sound guy on an L.A. Minute in 2018 and a cameraman for the council in 2020. Um. LA Minute, I was in that movie. I don't know why it says I was a sound guy. But like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I was in it for such a short time that it probably just, it's all the same, you know? Um, but but yeah. Um, I would like to say one more thing, though, uh, just um, to cl- close it out. Like, uh, so, like, the, like, through this trip, like, it was amazing, like, you know, f- like, 30 days of my life, but I definitely messed up I want to just push this, push this message out there, but like, so I hit a ball in like Yellowstone 
And I thought because all the balls are biodegradable, that was enough. But I didn't realize like the uh, magnitude of like hitting one and like messing with the ecosystem because it's like anything that's foreign object, like you can't leave in Yellowstone. Um, so yeah, if I can just like encourage anybody who's listening, uh, do not do what I did. Do not hit any balls in our national parks. Um, it's, uh, you know, there's definitely some repercussions, uh, but I just want to like push that message out there, you know, just like do not definitely a hundred percent do not do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the next time I do a trip, like I'm going to take all the right precautions in, in that, in that form and, you know, like only hit balls where I can like retrieve them or like in bodies of water that are not a national park. Cause, um, I like these, these golf balls here are, are, are dope. They're, uh, this company just sent me these, but they're called Albus golf balls. So like, uh, you hit them and like, they look, they look a little bit different, but literally in 48 hours, these things, um, turn into fish food. Um, so I'll definitely do that in the future for like any, um, cause I was using biodegradable golf balls, but, uh, they were like, these are even better cause they're like immediately turn into fish food. So like bodies of water, it's perfect for, it's like what they're made for. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just wanted to just send that message out there. Uh, you know, in any platform possible. Well, glad to share that message and we'll definitely put that out there for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> and then anytime you're in, in Wisconsin or anything and you bring your clubs, dude, it'd be awesome to get together and shoot around somewhere and that'd be pretty dude, hundred percent. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back in Madison. Hopefully, um, hopefully this year I'd love to do comedy on state. So I'll see if I can make that happen. And uh, yeah, that'd be great. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, it's great to kind of learn your story a little bit more and uh, best of luck with your, your comedy career, um, your kind of future endeavors with golf and, co- and the golf channel, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's great to sit down and talk with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, thank you, Colin, for having me on. For sure. Uh, yeah, take care, guys. You too. You too, man. Right. See ya.